0: Welcome to the Caregiver's Toolbox, tools for everyday caregiving. We provide education and information on senior care topics. Here's your host,
1: Ryan McInniff. Welcome to the Caregiver's Toolbox, tools for everyday caregiving. My name is Ryan McInniff the host of The Caregiver's Toolbox and owner of Minute Women Home Care. Hmm. How's my How's my movie voiceover voice?
0: I think it's fabulous. In a world
1: gone wrong, there's only one man that can save all of humanity. Welcome, Janet, to The Caregiver's Toolbox. <laughs> How are you?
0: I am doing well. I'm we T-minus four days to vacation.
1: Absolutely. Good for you. You deserve it. It's well-deserved. Hopefully, we don't all... the the Rome doesn't... Set set on fire and crumble in your absence.
0: You're gonna be just fine. You'll barely miss me, I'm sure. Right, well, I don't
1: think that's possible. We have possible. such
0: a good team here. I don't think
1: that's all possible. All will be well. But anyways, this is the Caregivers Toolbox: tools for everyday caregiving. Going a little crazy here with all the rain we've been getting—three, four days of rain in a row. So that's why we're doing movie voiceovers. Because you know, in a previous podcast with somebody else, I said one of my dreams was always to be the CNN guy, but. Even though Earl, I don't even know if he's still alive. But the guy that does it, uh, James Earl Jones, or is that his name? He's like, "This is CNN." CNN. I always wanted to do that. I thought my voice would be maybe low enough. This is CNN, but I don't know. This I think I think even if yeah, Yeah. even if he's passed away, they're still just going to use the recording forever. So, anyways. Yeah, no, I'm I'm out of luck on that one. You can have fun. Yeah, well, you know, I figured he got paid like a million dollars for that, maybe. Who knows? So mm-hmm. that's why I was really interested in it. But <laughs> since we can't do that, we will do a recording of the caregiver's toolbox. What are we talking about today, Janet? Well, this is
0: just a short little one that, uh, you know, kind of a food for thought thing. And food for thought is kind of my specialty. I used to uh, help friends redecorate their houses and they took me out to eat. So it became food for thought.
1: All but, right. But
0: uh, This is, um, you know, we think about and we're forever having podcasts and sharing information about how to take care of your elderly loved ones. And I think that that's information that sometimes feels like it's on information overload because it's in the paper, it's everywhere, and it's something that is very much a part of our life. But I wonder how many people stop to think, what happens if the caregiver passes away before the patient does.
1: I think that's an extraordinarily good thing to think about.
0: You know, and it's, you know, some people, I I hear more conversation where, you know, there's a husband and wife, they're both in their 80s or something, and, and one of them has an illness and they pass away, and there's the spouse trying to figure out how to carry on. And... We've had a number of clients here that, you know, all of a sudden they need care and the kids are saying, well, you know, I don't know where the bank account is or they always paid the bills and and you look at all of that. But I wonder how many people stop and think, oh, my gosh, what if I died unexpectedly and I'm the one that's caring for my mom or um, my my dad or a situation like that? And I don't think a lot of people think about that.
1: I don't think they do, but I don't think people think about their own demise. I think we we talk about that all the time where, you know, everybody wants to say that they're ready or they're prepared, but very few Mm. people have the basics down, like the healthcare proxy or a will or whatever it might be.
0: They make the plans for their kids if they're not around, but they don't think that, Mom, who thinks she can still live on her own in the little house down the road, you know, if something happens to you, what do you do?
1: And we've had plenty of cases where, you know, I mean, and granted, this isn't apples to apples, it's little apples to oranges, but we've had plenty of hospice cases where we're told this person's going to live forever. She's fine. Three weeks later, she's gone. We've had plenty. The other reversal happen where it's like, you'll be lucky if you get two weeks out of this case. Six months later, you know, m- still mama's there. still going strong.
0: They've been discharged from yeah, hospice. Exactly. You know? Yep.
1: So, and then all of a sudden the plans um, change a little bit, and, you know, that's the way it goes. But, um, you know, I'm sure there are very few people that think about what happens if I go and what are my contingencies if that happens. Because if you're caring for somebody in their 80s or even older, in their 90s, well, generally people have kids around between their, the ages of 20 and 30. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're somewhere in the ages of 60 to 70 if you're caring for a 90-year-old. You know, so it doesn't exactly make you, um, you know, a teenager in the sense of like, hey, <laughs> yep. listen, more than like heart attacks happen to people at 50 and 60 years old. It can very easily happen.
0: Yeah, and there are people that, you know, maybe you're fortunate enough to have an, an older parent who's really quite healthy. Mm -hmm. Um, they're not on the radar for the elder day pickup or the meals on wheels, or, you know, it's almost as if nobody knows they exist, but you, um, and then suddenly something happens to you and you know, how did the bills get paid or where are the accounts or what do you do?
1: Yeah, that's a good point because, you know, when we were talking about this, I was thinking if you're providing care for somebody in the sense of like true getting your hands dirty kind of care. But there's the spectrum of care is so wide. You know, care for somebody could be paying their bills,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
1: uh, um, handling the yard, getting the groceries. That's yep. that's your pro- that's your care that you're providing, and that works out beautifully. But if you're not around to pay the bills and get the groceries and handle the yard, things are going to go. Arrive pretty quickly. South
0: real fast. You live on the other coast, and you've arranged, like we have in this area, peapod or one of those, and the groceries show up, you know, and, and they're the kind of things that you can't eat. And all of a sudden, you're not there, and there's no groceries.
1: So what other things does this article say that we should do and and people should make plans of?
0: Well, it, it's talking about things. Number one is the financial piece, because mm-hmm. whatever money – um, there is, should be set up so that you maintain food, clothing, and shelter for that person. Um, and maybe you have um, someone who's going to be a trustee of of their finances. Um, you can set up things that, um, you know, automatically kick in. Maybe somebody does have a, a a trust or some substantial money, and there's a certain amount that will go into that account, and you can have a backup like an executor or a family member that will then be appointed to do that. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's almost like if you are a caregiver for someone, you almost need to have um, a backup. A backup.
1: You know, at the very least to have a confidant that can say, hey, listen, here are the five people you need to call the area service you know, the the Council on Aging, call these people, call these people to get my parent on the radar of Meals for Wheels or whatever services exactly. are out there in case, because I'm, I am my parents' Meals on Wheels. I am my parents' X, Y, and Z, and if I'm not around to do it, somebody needs to let the appropriate people know that my mom's still around and she needs this help.
0: Yeah, and especially with, with older couples, you have it where there's usually one person that was paying on the bills and knew all that, and the other one knows nothing. Yeah, right. And that's the one that's passed away.
1: That's a weird situation. I could never imagine being in that situation. Like, oh, Sally takes care of all the bills. I have no clue what's going on. Hopefully everything is all right.
0: <laughs> yeah. And but it happens. I, it, it, it absolutely does. And you know, things as simple as having someone that can have, um, be also named on a bank account, Mm -hmm. you know, so that basic checks can be written on that person's behalf, you know, and it's like, we, we look out for kids, and we have life insurance, and we do all these other things. And for grandma, we make sure that, you know, she's, she's got her healthcare proxy and her or DNR, (laughs) but we kind of forget, we're the ones coordinating all of this, and should something happen to us, what happens to our older family members
1: it's certainly a topic to think about and it encompasses quite a few things like finances and then actual uh tasks that need to be done on either a day-to-day basis weekly basis monthly basis quarterly annually whatever it might be but it's probably good to sit down at a, a word document and start putting out uh 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 kind of proposal of what needs to be done on the weekly daily weekly you know or even to start
0: having the conversation you know we we talk about people all the time that are walking on eggshells trying to have the dnr conversation this isn't about the dnr conversation this is a matter of mom if i'm not around or i can't help you out where are your groceries going to come from what are we going to do yeah you know because it doesn't mean you have to have passed away but you could be incapable of of your health could just be compromised, such that you can't support that person.
1: Yeah, that's so. That's interesting. Like the the I, My I, my parents and I, we were so open with what we wanted done. It was not even like it was like like I, I could pretty much go up to anybody right now and be like, Do you want dr. Or yes or no? What do you want to do? Like yes, no. If you don't give me an answer, I'm just going to put yes or oh no. Like. Keep, yeah. keep them alive as long as possible. I'm going to default to keeping them alive. I, but there are plenty of people out there that have that difficulty having that conversation for whatever reasons it is. Yep. Not necessarily always their own, certainly two-way street with a parent-child uh, relationship.
0: And the bigger the family, the bigger the challenge yeah, a lot of times. Yeah, that's true. There.
1: I come from a small family-only child. Uh, that's an easy conversation to have. So, you know, it's it's got to be difficult and it's uh, something that everybody needs to plan for because you never know what's going to happen.
0: Yeah, we're not thinking end of life here. We're thinking of end of care. Like all of a sudden, who's who's going to help you?
1: Yeah, so and it doesn't even have to be as drastic as you pass away. What ends up happening if you get in a car accident and you're in the hospital for four weeks? Exactly. You know who's going to take care of that person? If you're not dead, you're you're just you have two broken legs and you're going to be in rehab for the next six months what happens. And that's a contingency to think about on who's going to step up and who's going to be your backup and, and how are you going to organize everything so that somebody can know about it?
0: It Yeah. And if to oversimplify, you know, it's like it think food, clothing, shelter, and healthcare needs. That's kind of the categories. And you need to have the conversation. I wouldn't suggest it over Thanksgiving dinner, but that's sometimes where people gather and you wish you had a tape recorder for some of those.
1: <laughs> I'm sure there are plenty of people who can say, if we had a conversation about DNRs over Thanksgivings, that would be a successful Thanksgiving, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, right. Like,
1: that, that would be a nice one.
0: And the conversation when you sit down versus by the time you've had the wine and you're on to dessert could be a totally different conversation.
1: Oh, I, I won't say it, because, but I have a friend that – Ooh, he's going to have a really interesting Thanksgiving, this upcoming Thanksgiving, with some of the things that's going on in his family. I'll tell you off off the mic, but that's going to be an interesting (laughs) one. Anyways, thank you very much for your input, Janet. Thank you for finding that. What is the name of that article?
0: This is called What Happens When the Caregiver Passes Before the Patient. And there's a lot of good articles like this because they're written in a very simple way and they're meant to be helpful. And this came from um, agingcare.com. And you can even go to agingcare.com dot com and type in the title and you can get have absolutely. access to the uh yeah it's always
1: it's always good to when we find these articles we like to to give the props to whoever wrote them absolutely uh, we didn't we don't always come up with all of these subjects and uh if there's more that you can get information on it go over there aging uh, life is an actual outstanding website that I think uh has a ton of valuable information on it so you know it's up there with the AARPs and and others worth um You know, aging specific information. Mm -hmm. So, anyways, thank you very much for that, Janet. Thank you all for listening to the wonderful. Uh, uh, ramblings of Ryan trying to do his movie voiceover impersonation but I honestly thank you very much our podcast has been growing if you want to follow me on Twitter you can just type in my name Ryan McIniff I'll come right up um, we are on Facebook and the caregivers toolbox and you can always reach out to us um, through our blog at mwhomecare.com thank you very much for listening and we hope you have a great day we'll catch you on the next one